0: Project 99 listeners, it is Thursday, January second, twenty twenty.
1: It is the first episode of the new year. Are you excited for February? Because it'll be like zero two zero two two zero two zero,
0: or zero two two zero two zero
1: two zero. Yes, I mean people get excited sometimes about like the numerology of dates, and it's weird because like it's a date. It's really arbitrary. But. Yeah,
0: that's very strange. No, I'm not excited for that. Uh, I was glad you <laughs> when wrote I wrote the... it on the whiteboard,
1: I was like, oh, next month it'll be all twos and, Os, and I don't know.
0: I'm glad you wrote that there because it's that weird holiday week. It's like the <laughs> end of the holiday week, and I don't know what day it is.
1: Or what year it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll be writing 2019 on my work papers for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> they say
0: it takes like 30 days for it to kick in. Yeah. For your brain to get into the habit of it. But anyway, um, we have some cool things to talk about today.
1: We t- I totally switched gears because I was going to talk about um, eugenics and race. And then I went to see a really good movie last night, which I've been waiting to see. And it is called Dark Waters. And I'm not going to ruin the movie for you, but it was the inspiration for the show today. So what do we got? So, okay, first let's talk about the, uh, before we get into that, the influenza kid, because I just wanted to throw this news story out there. For those of you who may remember, um, back in 2013, uh, this young man was arrested for, his last name is Couch, first, Ethan Couch. Okay, Ethan Couch, he was arrested for a DUI accident where he was responsible for the death of several people. And his defense was that he was raised in such a privileged household, a very wealthy household, that he didn't know right from wrong. This was the ultimate, not like I should, there's an implication that because I'm wealthy, I should be treated differently by the justice system. This is literally, I'm rich, so you should not prosecute me. That was his defense. And he went, did not go to jail. And victims were outraged because the families lost their children because he was driving drunk. And he just got probation. And then part of his probation was that he was supposed to not leave the United States. And then he and his mother fled to Mexico in 2015. They were caught and returned to the United States. Um, And then they were ordered for two years of jail time. They were released in 2018. And so he did go to jail spent, for that? Yes. It says here that he, um, he was sent back to the United States where a Texas judge in adult court ordered nearly two years of jail time for couch. He was released in April 2018. Hmm. So if he violated it in 2015, my guess is he didn't even go to court until 2016. And then it says nearly two years. So um, then he has been arrested again. So... I don't think he's ever going to understand that he has to be responsible.
0: The judge who let him go on the defense says, you know, I'm a rich person and I don't know how you people live in your world or whatever. Um, Doesn't ever work out when black kids give that excuse, you know, grow up in the ghetto and shit. And then they like get through all these court systems and they really are criminals as a result of their uh, unfortunate upbringing and poor poverty stricken neighborhoods, this that and the other. And that defense gets used all the time but it never works.
1: Right. Yeah. Nobody cares. So, nobody cares what disadvantages you've had to face. Right. Exactly. Only, you know, this kid,
0: it's just a disgusting. Yeah. What a fucking riot, dude. It's just Same thing with that Brock Turner kid. Disgusting. Yes. Again. Yeah. yeah that rapist go. literally got caught raping a girl behind a dumpster. I mean, caught red handed with his pants down. Yeah. Couldn't be any more evidence at all. And, uh, you know, well, he's an athlete.
1: Yeah. and His father argued that you shouldn't ruin his life. I mean, it's it's just that's why we do the show because we have to remember the outrage because things have to change and they're not going to change if we just forget about these kind of things if they go under the carpet and we just forget about them so Ethan we wish you the worst um but the subject today that we're going to talk about is um the poisoning of America and And not the
0: fluoride kind well it could
1: it be. It is the fluoride, the fluoride kind? kind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite kind of poisoning. <laughs> See, I mean, and I know we're conspiracy-minded here, but we bought a water filtration system under our sink that is a reverse osmosis because even the best water filters that you can buy cannot take fluoride out of the water, which they put in the water, allegedly for dental reasons. I um, wish that shit would have helped my teeth. Yeah, but in a lot of cases, like there's too much fluoride. So if you see people that have like these white spots on their teeth, it's too much fluoride. It's too much fluoride, and we don't know what all other health effects are caused from it. Um, but in other countries, it's what a not, nonsense thing to do. Yeah, it's banned in other countries to put that in the water. They so think ridiculous. it lowers your IQ, and, and probably that's it probably the does yeah. excuse they use when they look at America and go, "Well, they do fluoridate their water." I mean, Trump. Okay, it's the fluoride in the water. I don't know. But, um, so this movie, I said, I'm not going to ruin it for you. And I couldn't ruin it for you because if you go to see it, even if you know the entire story, which it's based on a true historical event, the acting is really good. The cinematography is really good. And if you're from West Virginia, you will watch this movie and feel like you're walking around in your, in real life. I mean, the people in the movie, the way they're dressed, they actually use real locations, obviously. Uh, because it happened here, and I just was completely blown away by the fact that it, this looks like a home movie that somebody took as they made this movie. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Mark Ruffalo's in it, and he's excellent. And um, That's crazy. I didn't know he was in it. Yes. He plays the attorney who originally worked for uh, DuPont, and he was a defense attorney for DuPont.
0: Yeah, Mark Ruffalo would make a good attorney.
1: And so he's in the storyline, he's approached by a farmer who's having issues with his cows dying because he thinks that DuPont is dumping chemicals into his water. So when he goes there, he's like, we don't understand. Like I'm, and this is all in the trailer. So again, I'm not spoiling anything. Um, He he says, well, I, but I, I defend chemical companies. And the guy says, well, defend me. And so that's kind of how it starts out. and, This was a true story that happened in West Virginia when DuPont began to manufacture a common product that we all know as Teflon, Teflon coatings for skillets.
0: Yeah, I want some kind of uh, props from the rest of the country. My people suffered for you, (laughs) so...
1: Well, actually, Teflon has been distributed all over the planet, and they believe that 99% of human beings now have trace elements of the toxic chemical that DuPont put into the system. It's awful.
0: Yes. We're Um, all going to die of cancer here anyway. I mean, we are in West Virginia. so
1: Right, and if you look at maps of the United States, and you can find them in many, many different places where they track statistical data, the cancer the types of cancers and the deaths from cancer is is actually in it in a band that goes from, you know, New York. It's almost along the eastern seaboard, but it's not quite on the coast. It's like through West Virginia, Appalachia, like down through that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh Kentucky's number one in cancer deaths. West Virginia is definitely like up in the top three. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's number two. I remember I remember looking up all these horrible things about West Virginia because I think people here are in denial and they want to be like, oh, Mountaineers, blah, 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 wow, wonderful, free. They don't want to admit that anything's fucking wrong here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we're in the top three of cancer deaths. We're in the top three of obesity rates. We're in the top three of prescription drug overdoses. Like, here's all these things that are fucking wrong with your state. We're, like, one of the least educated states, like, right down there with South Carolina – I mean, we're just awful. It's awful right. here. Like, know. if I didn't
1: live here, I would be honestly afraid to come here. I would be, too. Like it's in, horrifying. In April, I'm going to help a friend of mine um, who is going to be moving for some things from a, a storage unit. And the storage unit is in Jamaica, Queens, or around that area. And so I was just like, I don't know, like, Queens, New York. It sounds like so rough. So <laughs> like, being the country girl I am, I look up, like, Google Maps. I'm like, oh, God, I want to see what this area looks like. And it's actually a nice area. To you. I a little country girl only been to Europe three times well I've traveled but I mean (laughs) my background is like and I didn't start traveling till I was almost 30 so I was pretty sheltered before that time but
0: yeah I felt that way the first time I went to which is weird that you say that I guess it's just because we live in a backwoods area so like I mean I don't want to say backwoods but you know how people are I guess I can say that because (laughs) I know she knows what I mean it's not like Everyone here is stupid and hillbilly. It's not that. It's just that people are really sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when my friend and I were like, oh, we're going to take a trip up to Cleveland and like see what's up there. Everyone here was like, oh,
1: Cleveland? No, listen. You'll be lucky that you don't get shot and die. Like, in defense though, you were teenagers and you told me you were going to stay at the Ramadan.
0: <laughs> listen, just because I thought that the hotel was a little spicy and had some
1: culture in it. I was like, oh, um, Lord, she doesn't even know where she's, oh, my God, she's, my child's going to die. It was the Ramada. Yes, yeah, so it was the Ramada.
0: I thought it was the, the Ramada, the, the Ramada, like, I can't even, can't even mess it up again.
1: Yeah, so, but yes, being prepared when you go somewhere you're unfamiliar is something that I've learned in travel, and so I was looking up, you know, and then I was thinking when I was looking this up, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up Jamaica, Queens, New York, and thinking at the same time, like what does West Virginia look like to people if they were to literally like go to Google Maps and put it on. I mean, a lot of places you probably can't even get like the street view because it's, because it's so rural, but like not, not only that, you can't even get street view on my street. And like, we're in the city. It's just... So then I started looking at other neighborhoods. I'm like, okay, let's look at the Bronx. Because I, I searched, like, what's the what's the most dangerous areas of New York? The most, like, ghetto places or whatever? And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, they're not that bad. Yeah, they're not even <laughs> as bad as where we live. Not even so as bad as where we are. it's just a perspective thing. Like, it is. You know, we're scared. Like, I went there one time to New York, and we picked up... Um, a guy who was a, a girl I, I knew was really good friends with her she met a guy online she didn't want to go up there and like meet him in person without taking people with her because she's smart so we go- yeah i mean you think of that as being common common knowledge
0: now but back when the internet was like right. a budding thing people didn't think right about and that. this
1: was right after september 11th and she was like always had loved new york and wanted you know to go and so we went there and um we brought this gentleman back to stay in Ohio with her because she had gone up there to stay with him and then he was coming we went up there to pick him up and bring him back and so and he was from Queens and we were coming down like Halcyon Hill Cemetery out and because I, I was going to get dropped off first and you know he's freaking out in the car like oh this is Freddy Krueger country like there's so much fog and <laughs> there were like deer on the road and he was just spazzing and i'm like how can this be scary to you like you live in new york but it's just a cultural difference but anyway so yeah west virginia is one of the armpits of america it really and is and we have people who come from here
0: who have moved away a long time ago always tell you like oh but it's so beautiful well, I don't know where the beauty is left because we've been completely sold out to oil and gas industry. So, I mean, if you aren't in an area where you live next to a, a well site um, where there's, there's one buried
1: underneath of you. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It's, it's awful. Uh, but no, it's, it's awful. And, and no matter where you go, I know at least in the upper part of the state, I don't know about lower West Virginia. But, I mean, the roads are destroyed, everybody always makes jokes about how bad West Virginia's roads are. They're they're pretty awful. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't blame the companies for that, obviously there's probably some mismanaging of money, because I know that they pay out the ass to be basically destroying our state. But still, it's kind of screwed up, they're just, they're here just, you know, rampaging everything. And see on the news all the time, people are like, oh, there was a bear found at a grocery store. And I'm like, yeah, because you're <laughs> fucking destroying his home, and like, not moving him anywhere. Like, this is not funny, it's not cute, it's fucked up. Yeah. But um yeah we all joke that the river that we're on that like we you joke but we're serious it, no yeah. no one will eat the fish out of it right because it's so like the river is freaking toxic like
1: it's terrifying so what happened was um dupont moved into the parkersburg area and they set up their company there and uh, people actually in the town loved dupont because it was high paying jobs And they had good benefits. And, you know, this is a symptomology of West Virginia that, you know, people are poor. So you bring them, quote, opportunity. And because they're hard workers and they just want a good job and they want to work, they take the job and they work the job. But the devastation that comes along with these industries because they're irresponsible is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and then all of the people that we represent to protect us don't.
1: Exactly. so. So there's no separation between the government and the industry, because the, the, the government, the, you know, they will reach out the governor and different people will have these, um, you know, conferences where they invite businesses and say, Hey, like, we want you to come to our state because they're trying to bring jobs here. But the problem is, listen, DuPont, um, 3M, like all these companies, they have to, they have to set up somewhere so the my feeling is the government shouldn't go to them and beg them to come to the state. They should, you know, talk with them and negotiate with them, but they shouldn't just let them run rickshaw of like over everything. Yep. And that's what happens every single time. Every time. Every single time the government looks the other way and just kisses industry's ass. And it's a vicious and workers cycle and too because human beings be
0: damned. It's a vicious cycle too because basically all these politicians have to do to sell it to people is well we promise it'll bring a lot of really good paying jobs and people here are so poor and desperate for a good job that they just they just do it i mean the the really screwed up part about it is especially i mean we're just set up to fail from the start that's why i i don't know i guess i i don't claim to know a lot about racial issues because again i'm in west virginia and we just we don't have a lot of diversity it's
1: homogenous it's a little bit more but i feel like
0: i can relate to people who talk about growing up in disadvantaged areas and like you know I get that because mm. I feel like that's all of West Virginia we've just been left to like no one cares we're not coming to help you like mm-hmm. companies are just taking over and running us into the ground like so I, I get that I mean our edu- we're just set up to fail education systems are bad here I mean healthcare is bad so just for even from the start as a kid you're not getting a good education you know you don't have stable households this and that the drug problem here is rampant and only
1: getting worse right i mean and it's just like and that and so that then, in itself was an industry that right. was brought in you know the pharmaceutical companies lied told doctors that this uh, oxy uh, was only going to be used for the most extreme terminal patients that were suffering in absolute pain that just it wasn't going to matter that they got addicted to it, whatever and they actually said it wasn't addictive so there was all this fraud from the pharmaceutical companies and now thankfully some of them are being Uh, called to account, Mm -hmm. not just in financial uh, restitution, but also criminal charges. Mm -hmm. Which is good, for sure. Thankfully, we have people that are actually trying to hold people accountable. And Uh,
0: and I don't know if it's necessarily about holding them accountable, except for they think they see dollar signs and they go for it, you know.
1: But dollar signs aren't putting people in jail. There actually have been some prosecutions, criminal prosecutions, where people have been sent to jail. So that's encouraging because...
0: But I was saying, um, these jobs come in. You know, people from the start, not getting brought up right. So it's like, I—I I mean, I know people uh, who do go to college. They get, but most people I know who actually go and get good degrees, they have to move away because there's no jobs for that here. Sure. But it just people get set up for these blue collar industries,
1: mm-hmm. which is just
0: another example of you know, what well, you, what else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like we're gonna, we're gonna use you up just like a resource of this area,
1: mm-hmm. and then dump
0: you out on the other side when we're done, because. What other choice do you have, you know?
1: Well, I think my personal feeling is that the people in government have gotten extremely lazy and corrupt. And if I, you know, were in government, I would look at the demographic of people in my district or my state and say, okay, what are the colleges educating people to do in this area? are those jobs here? Do we want to keep young people in the state? If we do, we have to bring industry here that they're being educated. And we saw some of that with the mechatronics program. Right, yeah, I was just going to
0: say, they did do a, a, just here locally, I don't know about throughout the state, but I know in our area, the community college um, has developed an entire mechatronics program because Mm -hmm. we know that those jobs are here. Right. and that they're probably going to be here and that they, they are jobs that people can be trained for and make good money. So right. that is that was good for area and West Virginia just made community college free. So that's another step forward for sure. Right. Um, we're making strides, but it just seems like, you know, when you add up all the, the the bad things that have just been left to run amok for so long that mm-hmm. it's just a challenge.
1: And, and and again, like the health issues that come along with, you know, the coal, the coal miners having black lung issues. And again, with this, the DuPont, um, to go back to that, this went on, this is, the, this is the part that was the most stunning to me. This went on for decades because DuPont established the, uh, their factory in Parkersburg in the 50s and they produced this chemical and they were actually doing some internal studies at DuPont to determine whether the chemicals were harmful or not, but at the same time simultaneously manufacturing things with them. And part of the problem is the EPA, which is responsible for regulating chemicals that are deemed toxic, are relying on chemical companies to tell them which chemicals are toxic. (laughs) So it's kind of like the police relying on you to tell him what the speed limit is. I mean, you can't have oversight and regulation and enforcement with an agency who's not independently determining whether these chemicals are harmful or not. And so what happened was um, DuPont at some point became aware that the chemicals were toxic and one of the things they were doing some experiments on um, lab rats and they found out that the lab rats were having um, tumors and birth defects and so they had women who worked at DuPont who were responsible for cleaning the vats that these chemicals once the vats were empty they would go in and clean them and general uh, workers testified that generally there was a lot of like dust particles around and you could wear gloves but the particles were all over your clothes I mean it was like you you were constantly in absorbing you know these chemicals and at one point they gave uh, workers cigarettes free cigarettes that were laced with chemicals to you know just see what effect they I mean it's it's just so insane, the things they did, and, and they had some documentation of it, but obviously it was proprietary, it was inside the company. And then when this farmer, tenant, goes and seeks, you know, legal counsel, of course every lawyer in Parkersburg and in West Virginia turned him down, because he walked in there saying he wanted to sue DuPont, or he wanted to bring some kind of, get some kind of action from DuPont because he had asked for his water to be tested and they tested it and they were like, we'll get back with you. And then they never told him anything. So he was hanging in limbo and he kept pressing and pressing and he's going to all these lawyers and none of them wanted to take on DuPont. So, you know, that's the thing. When you've got a rich and powerful entity and you've got a poor average everyday 99% person trying to get help... (laughs) a lot of times the people that could help them don't want to get involved oh man I know The, the, the only,
0: I feel like the only good thing um that modern day internet usage has brought is that it does bring attention to a lot of these injustices mm-hmm. and unfortunately like a lot of bad stuff comes along with it you know people fake news and you know not understanding um reliable sources and stuff like that there is a lot of false spreading of information with the internet which sucks and there's a lot of cancel culture which is also bullshit i think a lot of people uh blow things up and make a big deal out of things that um don't necessarily need to be but the one positive definitely that some things like that we would have never even known about because the news doesn't cover it Mm -hmm. and somebody posts about it on facebook and then it gets mass spread you know what i mean which now we can't even trust facebook because um, they use the term things getting sucked." Well, you could never get, trust Facebook. Like Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> things get sucked, But, um, I think in the early times before they had so much control over, you know what I mean? Like certain things would get banned, but now I think that they censor a lot of shit that they don't want people to see. Um, and they call it getting zucked.
1: Well, so. there's a lot of manipulation that goes on on social media, but you're, you are right about one thing that... There is a potential for bottom up activity. So, for example, I come down with a rare brain tumor and I post it on Facebook, which I don't have Facebook, but whatever. So, let's say I post it on Facebook and a neighbor a mile away sees that and says, Oh my God, like my husband has that same kind of brain tumor. It's right. supposed to be like one in a million. And then, like another and that actually happened in a town in, um, I think it was, they have a whole TV show about this
0: now. I forget what it's called, but specifically the entire TV show is about um, people with these rare illnesses, and they basically search the internet for other people who have these same rare illnesses so they can try to figure out more about it, you know? Right. It's just crazy what we can do, but...
1: And then what they're finding out, you know, these people who talk to one another is that they're living in a community of people. Uh, this was in Hanover. It was, there was a Hanover Fireworks Project uh, company... And it was in, it looks like, I can't see on the map where this is. Man, I got this thing stuck on my head too. Maybe Near Boston. It's south of Boston is where it is on the map. But it shows all these little red, like, bubbles where people had come down with, you know, brain tumors. And so now the people there are saying, like, listen, there's something going on here. And that is the good thing because if enough of us band together and say we need this to be looked into. Right.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying too. I mean, certain news stories that don't get coverage, you know, and people are outraged by it. Like, I I really don't think the Brock Turner thing would have blown up as big as it did if people weren't sharing it on Facebook and just being absolutely outraged about it. Um, And I think a lot of the times that the mainstream media would not cover this shit at all if people weren't making such a fuss about it. So Right. But clearly, yeah. I mean, we can't we can't even trust that as a reliable. The one thing that we have because... to remember,
1: though, about social media is that the term "social justice" gets like thrown around, and I don't like that term because unless it's used in a correct way. But when they talk about social media and they say, "Oh well, you know, people blew this story up on Facebook or Twitter, and so it got the attention it deserved, and whatever," that's A good potential but the bad part of it is there's very little fact checking that goes on sometimes right it's like it's like mob justice it's not yes mob justice (laughs) is the worst i know I, i joined
0: this page on facebook and it's so funny i've never felt like more understood by a facebook group and it's called This group is for social justice, but don't lose your fucking mind. (laughs) Like, okay, we, yes, we are for social justice, but quit being fucking crazy. Like, and I'm for that because I'm just like, seriously, dude, like, I would like to consider myself somebody who is interested in social justice, but come on, some of the shit people get mad about anymore. And then they just, they do, they turn into mobs. And I'm like, you are just as bad, if not worse than the thing you're attacking because of how you're
1: reacting. Right. But because the term justice, implies that there's an evidentiary of evidence, process of evidence, and there's some factual, you know, criteria to base your judgment on. That's what justice means. When you get on social media and you, you know. Whip people into a frenzy. And everybody goes against this person based on a clip of a video that's five seconds long and there's like an hour and a half of video and they pick five seconds and they show you that five seconds. That's the problem is that we're not verifying anything on regular
0: media, on social media. God forbid you bring that point up. Because if you're not just immediately agreeing with the mob, you know. And that's what I mean. Social justice has turned into um, just a snake pit, man. Mm -hmm. You can't even be an objective person asking questions or else. You're siding with the enemy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, peace. I'm not with you people.
1: (laughs) Y'all are fucking nuts. Can't do it i think social media is kind of messing people's brains up i, oh, mean, definitely I do twitter is. but i'm not like obsessive about it and i just try to keep it to like organizations that i want to know what's happening with them so like working family party and stuff like that but so anyways they, there's a little timeline here as far as the the incident that happened here with dupont and i just wanted to go through it so um in 1945 is when they registered the teflon trademark and then in uh, 1951, they began using C8, which is a string of eight carbon atoms. And I know zero about chemistry except what I've learned in reading this. But this is a man-made construction. And, and it's one of those chemical compositions that's called a forever uh, substance, a forever chemical. And what that means is that once we put these things together, they're, it doesn't break down. There's no natural process for these chemicals to break down, which is probably why Teflon is Teflon. I mean, obviously, that's why it's Teflon. It's indestructible, right? But the bad thing is when it gets into your body, your body can't break it down either. So it begins to cause, it begins to to accumulate in your body. And then your body looks at it and goes, oh, there's this foreign thing in there. And it tries to deal with it, but it can't. And so the cells around it become cancerous. And um, so they became aware in 1954 that C8 was possibly toxic. And, um, but they continued to use it. And then that was in 1954 that they, it says that they first knew that C8 was toxic. Now we fast forward to 1961. So that's seven years later, and it says DuPont researchers confirm that C8 is toxic. In 1961, they confirmed it was toxic. Okay, and then in 1978, now we're we are what is that? Uh, 17 years later, after they confirmed it was toxic, and all this time, they're continuing to manufacture it. Why? Cha ching, cha ching. So, and then 3M and DuPont, um, you know, knowing that the C8 is accumulating in the worker's blood. So they were the ones most highly exposed to it. So the workers started to suffer these ailments first and, um, they were having higher liver enzymes and, you know, then the company was doing tests on rhesus monkeys and rats and found out that they were dying after being exposed to C8 in their own studies so that was in 1978, but they continued to manufacture it and continued to run their same operations. So then in 1981, uh, they released the rat study, which, which found that there were birth defects. And there was an employee by the name of Sue Bailey who gave birth to a child who had facial deformities as a result of her exposure to C8. And um, he's actually makes an appearance in the movie, which is really cool. Because, you know, it wasn't done like gratuitously, but the lawyer is looking through photos of the studies and, you know, and all of his documentation. And he comes across a picture of this little child with his face deformed. And then later on in the, and it's an actual picture of uh, this child. And then later on in the movie, um, his first name was Bucky he's at a gas station and and he runs into him just (laughs) like coincidence now whether that actually happened in real life and it was put into the movie or whether that was kind of an added thing to the movie but it's actually the 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 man that's actually Bucky that is in the movie and I just thought that was good that they because it it is a real story you know it did really impact people's lives you know people suffered and died and Uh, Mr. Tennant the farmer in the story you know he lost almost 200 cows to these horrific medical illnesses. I've been sitting here this whole time like trying to think of what
0: was in my head I was just seeing this clip of this tv show that I watched where this woman gets involved with this farmer who's like our water is being poisoned like if you don't believe me look at my cows they're being poisoned Mm -hmm. and um she ends up like finding out like she has the water tested and they have to spend all this money. Cause she, the whole show is about, um, their culty religion, um, called Meyerism. Like, like when you go into the show, it kind of, it's kind of like Scientology. Like they're basically a cult, mm-hmm. but they're like, no, we're not a cult. And they're definitely a cult.
1: Um, but <laughs> no like, cult acknowledges they're a cult by the way, but, but they're like
0: super hippie fied. Like they're all about the environment mm-hmm. and shit. So this lady gets involved with this farmer and she has the water tested and she's like, Oh, there's definitely shit in this water. Right. Um, but the lady who runs the company, um, I think it ends, like, basically ends up blackmailing her because her kid, who's, like, also a little rebel hippie, like, smashes her windows of her car or something. And then she basically comes and says, well, I'm going to put your kid in jail unless you give me that information you have. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up, like, handing it over to protect mm-hmm. her kid or whatever. But I was just, like, sitting at this whole time, like, what the hell was that show? I can't remember that show. Like, and I was Googling it, couldn't find it, but it was The Path. It only had like three seasons or something, but yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just weird how when you were talking about that, the story is like super similar, so maybe they based it off of that.
1: Right, and like I said, I don't know. I haven't read a huge amount about the actual people that were involved in this. If there's, I don't know if they've written books or whatever. Um, I saw the movie and wanted to see it, but I haven't really been able to dig into much of the real people involved. But in one scene in the movie, he actually helicopters come over his house and someone had been in his house while he was at the doctor's office and he finds his house rummaged through and some of his things are missing and he's freaking out and so he creates a, a hole in the floor where he hides all his documentation because he thinks that they're going to come in and steal it now whether that actually happened or was uh, you know it was a dramatization a yeah. dramatization i don't know but i wouldn't put a pass I a either. company to as a matter of fact we um, all know the company's hire thugs
0: Yeah, Sean said, I'm surprised that they didn't
1: kill this lawyer once they realized that he wasn't going to back down. They didn't just, like, kill him. I mean, and it is, you know, to me surprising as well that they didn't just have someone, you know, run him off the road or do something to him. But thankfully they didn't, um, so it has somewhat of a happy ending. But um, So now we're up to 1984, um, and DuPont is monitoring local drinking water for C8. And uh, they conclude that reducing C8 emissions is not economically attractive.
0: So, a.k.a. my pockets being is more important than your life. Exactly. That's so what that means.
1: that's what that came down. now, like I said, now we're up to 1984. This all started in 1945, became aware it was toxic in 1961. Now we're up to 1984. They're like, it's in the water, but, you know, whatever. So, uh, and then... We go clear up another decade ahead to 1999, and this timeline, by the way, I want to give credit, is um, on The Intercept. It was an article put out in 2015 by The Intercept. So 1999 is when Wilbur Tennant's cows start dying from the water, and what happened was his brother got really sick. He worked for DuPont, and his brother got really sick from exposure, and so um, he was having all these health problems that needed money because we know health care ain't free. And he sold a large chunk of his land to DuPont. DuPont then turned that piece of land into a waste pit. So they started digging up and taking all these uh, containers, 55-gallon drums of toxic shit, and were putting it in this land that they bought, which was right next to Wilbur Tennant's farm, which is why his cows exhibited the extreme tumors they became aggressive they started attacking him he had to shoot his own cows and these cows he said prior to that were very docile and would come up and eat out of your hand and they roamed free and everything and they just the cows went insane and would charge him and he'd have to shoot them and it it was just really horrific and he actually started to dissect them because he tried to get help from local veterinarians and tell them my cows are being poisoned the local veterinarians didn't want anything to do with it because they probably knew it had something to do with their So he and they were claimed, like, hell no, we're not getting involved in that. Right. So he started actually videotaping, cutting these cows open and saying, like, look at this cow's heart. Like, look how messed up it is. And, you know, he obviously has no medical knowledge, but he can tell when a teeth when the teeth of his cow are completely blackened that <laughs> something is wrong. You don't have to be here. a
0: doctor. If you're a farmer that has been around cows your entire life, you know what's up that's not right. I mean, exactly. If you've, if you've seen the – you know, if you've butchered a cow – you the heart out of it, and then you dissect another one, and you see, wow, this heart is like four times as large and black.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when the EPA came and looked at his livestock, at his request that, you know, he kept pressing and pressing, when they came, they wrote a report that basically said the cows were malnourished, they weren't taking proper care of, and basically blamed him for their health issues, which they had zero, zero evidence to support. So I believe at that time the EPA was in... DuPont's back pocket, my personal feeling, because why would you put out a, a report that is that ridiculous and wrong unless it was intentional?
0: Right, exactly.
1: So then in 2003, 3M decides to stop making C8. Um, and uh, one of the people at DuPont, Bernard Riley, warns DuPont colleagues at C8 is, uh, you know, that, that anything that they send back and forth in email might be subject to discovery. So they're clearly trying to cover this up. And then um, DuPont ends up settling with Wilbur Tennant for an undisclosed amount. And Robert Billet That's the farmer, right? Yes, the farmer. Robert Billet was the attorney who's the star of the movie uh, that Ruffalo plays. And um, by this point, he started out just trying to help uh, Wilbur Tennant, but then he's just like this is insane like he realizes that if this chemical is in the drinking water if it has been just dumped into streams and has gotten into the water table human beings in uh, the entire area have been exposed to it right so he decides to he, he goes and tries to sue them and then he ends up um You know, basically getting an agreement where they have to monitor monitor the health of the people in the area who believe they've been exposed to it. And at first, you know, they don't think anybody's going to participate in this study. And so they basically offer people like $400 if they'll come and get their blood tested. And like you were saying, in a poverty stricken area hell yeah, man, we're going to bring our whole damn family down for blood work because we'll end up walking out of here with $2,000. So that's what happened. And they ended up getting 69,000 people to have their blood tested. Well, the problem with that was it was so much data that it took years for them to analyze it all. But then when they came back and they said, yes, definitely there were six or seven specific types of cancer that were immediately caused from this chemical. So, DuPont ended up in 2005 um, settling for, um, well, okay, in 2002, the EPA, after all this stuff has happened, the EPA in 2002 finally uh, initiates a priority review of C-8, Uh, and then in 2005, DuPont settles for $343 million uh, in a class action lawsuit, and then later um, they ended up paying more money. So, I think the total that they ended up paying was like a billion dollars, but the sales of their product show that they made that in one year of manufacturing this product. So, this went on for 50 years. So, they probably made 50 billion. They had to pay a billion. Oh, well, who cares? You know,
0: and that's that- the one thing about, you know, people act like in the year 2019, 2020, that we're so like, acclimated and we are social justice warriors and blah 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 but like yet yeah, that's that shit still goes on where companies are they don't even they're not even paying pocket change for the damage that they've done to people right I mean think about that guy raising those cows and it's like I get it you know you're raising them to in them and eat them but people who don't live on farms or grow up around farms don't understand that like they're not your pets but you do care about them right like, sure and that's that's the thing that when you, when you have home-based farms, not fucking corporate farming, mm-hmm. it is your life to give those animals a good life, not only because it affects the quality of what's going to be your food, but also because it's just a moral thing to do. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know any farmers, and all of the people I've known, I mean, going to school, in high school, I don't think there's one classroom you could have walked into and said is anyone here have you know a farm or have a grandparent that has a farm and not have at least 15 people raise their hand like it's just everyone here has farms it's just what it is um and i don't know a single one that don't treat their animals well you know and there's there's just so much work that goes into that and for that guy to just have to shoot them because they're trying to attack him yeah it's i mean that's awful i can't even imagine the trauma that that dude must have went through just having to just slaughter. Not only it's it's like quitting your job and having to shoot someone in the head. Like, yeah, it's awful. So, it what one billion dollars? What what the fuck is that to that guy?
1: No, Destroyed and it's not life. like he got a one billion dollars, right? That's what I'm body. saying.
0: Even if they give that whole billion to that
1: one guy who was affected, still,
0: what the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's awful. You can't undo the damage that you do to a human being and their family, and it's just it's just sad. You know, when I remember when the um, BP oil was the, the in the ocean in the Gulf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when that. When that broke off. And it was just like, I would cry because the oil was spewing and spewing like millions of gallons or whatever. And it's just like, oh, we don't know what to do about it. And I'm just sitting here thinking to and myself. And they're like,
0: still allowed to be a company now. You
1: didn't have a contingency plan. You didn't have any. There was no. Like research into what do we do if one of these bitches snaps off? Like what? But but no, they don't care.
0: Yeah, they They shouldn't even be allowed.
1: They should have been
0: taxed and fined so heavily that they went out of business. Is what should have happened to them. Yeah, I mean, if I I was king for a day, what
1: I would say is that if a company is that has that much malfeasance, that they don't get to file bankruptcy. You just confiscate their company, and they're done. And they're done. And yeah. then if a new entrepreneur wants to open a company, a responsible company, like all the wealth that was taken from that asshole company should go to somebody who's going to be responsible and develop like new energy or whatever. Just take their shit. Because nothing will hurt them. Some, some kind... Yeah, seriously. We have no
0: severe penalties for these people who, who do this shit.
1: Yeah. And in fact, at one in one scene in the movie, Wilbur Tennant tells the attorney... I don't want their money. I want them to go to jail. Yeah. You know, this is a man who's lived his whole life off the land. He's not a wealthy man. He just, it, it, his life is destroyed. And that's why I just feel like it's such a good movie. I, and I don't know if somebody has made a movie of the Flint water crisis there, but I hope somebody does because this is the kind of human story that needs to be told. We need to inundate our culture with stories about people who've been victimized and the heroes that come to the fore, the whistleblowers, the people that, that's who our heroes need to be. This guy in this movie is like a hero to me. Well,
0: and I think the important thing is when when they make movies about stuff like this, um, because I I feel like I see hundreds of articles every single day about awful things going on, but you just get so desensitized to it because there's so much of it. Mm -hmm. But I think when it's in a movie and you have to see people portraying the emotions and you're like, right. oh my God, like it really shakes you. It does. So I do think things like that are important. I can't wait to see it. So if there's any
1: filmmakers out there, go to Flint, see if you can make a movie there. Yeah, you know, there's lots
0: of places in West Virginia that don't have clean running water. I'm
1: surprised Michael Moore didn't go to Flint because he's, he's he lives in Michigan. Maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's involved in the, you know, Flint issue, but I don't, he's a filmmaker, so I don't know if he made... Any film about it, but um, Let's see if there's any movies about it. So the yeah, it next Flint s- is a
0: 2017 television drama film based on the Flint water crisis, directed okay. by Bruce Beresford. Came out in 2017. Yeah, I am surprised though that uh, Michael Moore didn't do something.
1: But we will definitely want to check that out too. So um, the next company we're going to talk about is Halliburton. Mm. Dick Cheney's baby. And we're all familiar scream from the
0: devil every time you say that.
1: Be like the lady in Young Frankenstein. (laughs) Yeah, Frau Blucher every time. (laughs) I don't know why that just came to my mind, but um, so Halliburton in 1997, um, there were some issues with things that their company was doing. So the court wanted to. order the epa to regulate it was actually involved with hydraulic fracturing and um the, under the safe safe drinking water act the court wanted the epa to monitor what fracking was doing to our drinking water wow who'd think that would be important
0: that's just a way for them democrats blow money and stop the
1: stop the progression of red states or something and i was gonna ask you to do this when we got to this part (laughs) is to go to opensecrets.org and type in halliburton and see who they give money to so i bet it's in monsanto halliburton monsanto we're gonna look monsanto
0: sold out though recently who did they bear bear bear, right the aspirin people the aspirin people yeah 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 okay what'd you say what website
1: uh it's called opensecrets.org and you can look up um like contributors or politicians, so just you type in Halliburton and look for donors and see if it comes She's, up. I'm about to probably everybody, yeah, I'm probably about but to I'm guessing like it's going to be heavy Republican. I'm just guessing here. but. Let's so while you're looking that up, um, in, and so in, in 2000, in response to the 1997 court decision, the APA initiated a study to the threats to water supplies associated with fracturing of coal seams for methane production. Primary goal of the study was to assess the potential fracturing to contaminate underground drinking water supplies. Now we've seen documentaries where people light their kitchen sink on fire with you know because there's gas in their water and different things like that and I'm not a scientist but I will tell you this. I was a fire volunteer firefighter for years and there was a well pad out in the Cameron area, way out in the boonies, took me forever to get there. This well pad, uh, the there was uh, an explosion of some sort, and the well, the tip of the the drill that goes down the, it like snapped off. Okay, so basically we had to go out there and make sure that this, if there was a buildup of gas that would you know <laughs> ignite, that we had a water source there to try and keep it under control. So um, in the process, in that process, they had put some, what they called like deluge guns, which are like, like water cannons that just constantly like flood the area with water. And there were supposed to be pumps that pumped the water off of the well pad site, but the pumps got clogged up with rocks and stopped working. <laughs> so when it was my turn to go down and man the hose line um, on the actual well pad, I was in my, up to my knees in water of, of questionable words, <laughs> questionable chemical makeup. And um like, I hope that most of it was just from the water that was being sprayed, but it was already flooded when I got there, so I have no idea. But I will tell you this, that <clears throat> the company that owned that particular well pad bought me new fire gear because I was knee deep in whatever that water was for, you know, extended period of time. And so they, they just were like, yeah, throw your stuff out, we'll buy you new stuff. <laughs> like, it was kind of supposed to be like a charitable thank you for coming to support us and help us out, we're gonna give you new gear. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that there was some question that the chemicals might interfere with the fire protectiveness of our gear because they just went ahead and just bought us new stuff so i don't think it's safe i know i wouldn't drink it but then like i said i'm funny with my water anyway because i spent 500 dollars to have a reverse osmosis and i'm not rich but that was like important to me that i'm drinking water that i know is not contaminated yeah remember
0: when we were kids and we could turn the uh remember when i was a kid and i could turn the bathtub on and like the water was just brown fill a whole bathtub of brown water up because pipes and shit
1: well, part of that was because we lived out in limestone, and the, the water there was extremely hard water because the ground is limestone. So you'd get all that chalky white residue. But but the brown was because anytime there was a fire in the area, and they actually used a lot of, they had a lot of pull, all the gunk would come off of the mm-hmm. inside of those old, old, old pipes, and you'd have to run your water forever. And I think that even happens here. We, we fill the whole bathtub of, oh yeah of this oh, yeah. gunky looks like coffee nasty yeah it literally is as dark as coffee it was awful yeah but that'll even happen in wheeling and i mean wheeling's got a water like everybody's got old water lines but yeah like you just think to yourself oh and you know, what is in this yeah where was nastiness? the place too where people could turn their water on and light it on fire i was talking about that and it was a documentary about fracking there's been several and people is that where said, it was from yeah people. i saw it on facebook somebody posted the
0: video where the guy like literally just lights it on fire right out of the faucet
1: yeah, and I mean, if you have water from a well, which is what a lot of these people have, the well's down there in the water table, and gases can seep into it. Right, yeah. But whether these were, whether there was chemicals in the water, like these people had, some of them had sent their water out and said, this te- there's test- we tested this, and it's crap. And the, a lot of them, the doc- documentaries that I watched, the gas the fracking companies agreed to deliver water to these people because we think it's safe but we want you to feel safe right yeah okay and they were trying to not be sued mm-hmm. is what it was
0: okay so just an update on your search you wanted me to do from opensecrets.org um, it asked me to select a, an election cycle hmm so I just picked 2016 since that was the last presidential one um, they gave to 109 or 105 members of that were Republicans and 11 Democrats. <laughs> um, that's not imbalanced at all, is it?
1: <laughs> it says the average
0: contribution was only four thousand dollars, so to each Republican. I think
1: there might be a limitation, though, of how much um, they can give, like openly. Now, dark money, you know, whatever. Right. Just yeah, unpack, you can't track whatever. that. Well,
0: that's what it says up here at the top too. Is that these? This isn't from the company. This is from the people within the company because the company is not allowed to just like right give them money. So um guess who number 1 though on that received the most money oh, from them Lord.
1: was? Oh, I'm going to guess Rick Perry. No.
0: Who was not it? it was Jeb Bush. well
1: Okay, that's And then guess who number 2 was? Mm. Liz Cheney, of oh, course. Oh, lordy. Well, keep it all in the family. <laughs> mhm. They so, gave yeah. to Marco Rubio too. A lot of people know about Halliburton's BS in Iraq and how they got all the contracts to rebuild things, um, some of them before they were blown up. Uh, But, you know, as far as the Clean Water Act, I remember when this happened because, you know, in environmental circles, it was just uh, a big scandal that they had the fracking industry exempted from the Safe Water Act. So they gave uh, Jeb Bush twice
0: as much as they gave Donald Trump. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I feel like somebody should
1: tweet that at him. He might get pretty pissed. And this is from, what I'm reading from, is from a website called earthworks.org, and they track, you know, different uh, legislative issues. So, yeah, but I remember that, how ironic that it's called the safe Um, Drinking Water Act and you exempt the hydraulic fracking companies, oil and gas companies from any regulation in relation to safe drinking water. That was a big win for Dick Cheney. So that's Halliburton and the next one we're going to touch on is Monsanto. I'm pretty sure um, all things evil are a
0: win for Dick Cheney because he's literally the devil. So... Yeah. You know, anywhere a, a puppy escapes and gets hit by a car, Dick Cheney is there to go, uh, Yes, I feed on this misfortune.
1: Yeah, and his daughter's just like the spawn of Satan. Like, yeah, she's they're just,
0: just horrible.
1: All, just sick. Just fucking horrible.
0: Oh, I was going to tell you, too, this article I found. Um, it is from WestVirginiaPublic.org. It's West mm-hmm. Virginia Public Broadcasting. Study finds West Virginian counties among worst in the nation for drinking water violations. So, for real, I get that shit. Everybody talks about Flint, and as much as I'm like, absolutely, there's a problem there, um, West Virginia isn't much better off. Right. We got a lot of problems here. I think West Virginia really does not get the media attention at all for as much bad shit that happens here.
1: No, because we're, we don't matter. In I know. In the political spectrum. It's awful. You know, we've got, like, what, three congresspeople and two senators. We have and- nothing to offer. We have no leverage. So we, yeah. We're desolate out here. We are. Nobody cares about us.
0: I wish I had the world's smallest violin to play right now, <laughs> but I don't know what I did with it. I haven't seen it in a long Dick time. Dick Cheney stole it.
1: No. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. um, Let's see. So, Monsanto. Monsanto. Monsanto, if in case you haven't ever heard of Monsanto, which is hard to believe you haven't, they are the agri-giant who genetically modify seeds
0: i was gonna say they were the start of the big uh gmo thing
1: gmo yes uh and there are a lot of documentaries on monsanto as well because what they did they genetically modified these seeds so that and there's they do a lot of chemical violation too we're going to go into the chemical part but they modify these seeds so that if you or i got a piece of, of corn And we took the kernel of corn and we tried to grow an ear of corn from Monsanto corn. It wouldn't reproduce. Right. They are. They're um, sterile. Yeah,
0: they're sterile. sterile. They're sterile vegetables.
1: And they do that because they want to be able to control people growing their own food, which is extremely frightening to me.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up. That should be I mean, that's as fucked up as some states that don't allow people to collect rainwater. Yeah. I like mean, it's just Nestle wrong.
1: wanting to have Nestle wanting to have the uh con- commercial control of like water itself. I mean, at some point these bastards want to commercialize everything to, to where we to have to beg and grovel from them like we can't even sustain ourselves without begging and groveling because they they're ruining fucking seeds. So we can't even grow our own shit. So we save seeds. We, we garden here and we save our own seeds that we know will reproduce. And we keep them because it's scary that Monsanto, uh, what happens with their genetically modified seeds is they cross pollinate with adjoining farms that are nearby theirs
0: right because you can uh genetically modify a seed but you can't stop the wind from blowing it to somebody else's field correct so then monsanto wants to turn around and sue the piss out of
1: those people right because they're like you stole our seeds our patented seeds which is not at all what happened the farmers the farmers fields were violated by monsanto's frankenstein seeds right yeah. And it literally ruined, it made their plants sterile. So the, the actual farmers tried to sue Monsanto because they're like, your, your seeds are ruining our crops. And Monsanto turned around and sued the farmer saying that you stole our, our patent, which is utterly ridiculous. But I'll let you guess how that all came out in court. Mm-hmm. Um, So, but as far as the chemicals, Monsanto is the producer of Roundup weed killer whose main chemical component is glyphosate
0: oh yeah that's uh non-hodgkin's lymphoma yes yes i saw the saw the class actions for this
1: yes so it's been suspected of causing cancer and like i said the problem with these chemicals is that the epa unlike Say the FDA, if you have a drug and you want to go to the Food and Drug Administration, you want to get this drug passed to use on human beings, you have to have done trials and studies and whatever. And yes, mistakes happen and drugs get put out there that shouldn't be out there because they didn't do enough studies and whatever. But there's like a process where you have to prove the medication is safe before it's allowed to be put out there. With chemicals, the opposite is happening. The chemical manufacturers are just willingly creating this shit, and then they put it out there, and the EPA's like, well, we regulate all the dangerous chemicals. Well, what chemicals do you consider dangerous, EPA? Well, the ones that the chemical companies tell us are dangerous. Well, what the fuck? Like, how is your organization any good? And this is based on what happened with the DuPont case. Now, obviously, there are still issues going on because... Why is glyphosate still allowed to be if it's even suspected of causing cancer, why doesn't the EPA say, listen, this stuff is getting halt
0: recalled all production until
1: we figure something out. Yes. Yeah,
0: that would be the logical thing that you think a organization that's paid for by government dollars would do to protect its people. Yes. But now fuck
1: all us I guess.
0: Right. Because,
1: you know, Monsanto's donating. So now we're gonna look Okay, oh, up- yeah, I
0: wanted to say this too. Um, this article is from twenty thirteen from when the Monsanto sued the small farmers mm-hmm. uh, for the seeds. But it says over 53% of the world's commercial seed market is controlled by just three firms. Mm-hmm. Monsanto, DuPont, and Dow
1: Chemical? Syngenta. Oh, okay. Fucked up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a very, very small number of umbrella corporations that own like all the smaller ones so you think well i'm gonna boycott that company and then i'm gonna buy this product and that product over there is maybe the same damn company it's just different brands of the same it's all like johnson and johnson there's like a few companies that literally own everything so as far as us even having a voice as a boycott as a consumer good luck with that you know what you can do which while we're
0: on this topic i seriously just cannot push this enough to people because i get it's like a pain but you can start small Grow your own food. Grow yeah. your own gardens. I mean, I get you got to go to the grocery store to get, like, the essentials. But as far as tomatoes, green peppers, potatoes, stuff like that, it's so easy to grow. Right. I mean, especially if you're in, you know, the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Pretty good environment to grow things here.
1: But only through the warmer months. Then you have to can, which we do. Or you can do greenhouses. Lots
0: of people I know have them, little tiny greenhouses where they just keep tomatoes and stuff throughout the year.
1: And there's five leaf plants. They grow any of those? <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> Don't ask me about those. This isn't a secure line.
1: <laughs> no, I like the, uh, when we were talking about, like, Jovi's prepping, you know, and if the shit hits the fan, right? What we all, we always, we're always talking about this. Like, our family is just – He's going to be mad he, you brought this up. Normal dinner conversation. He doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> You're right. He doesn't. We're safe. <laughs> so, so, fuck him. <laughs> but, like, we talk about the school that's over on Madison, the Madison school that's over there on Dane Highway, because in the top floor, there's, like, all these windows, right – so I've already got this planned out that if we have to secure the island as our tribe where we're going to protect and shelter in place and We're going to see for the bridges, so don't even try it. Yeah, we're going to see for We're going to blow up the bridges, so we're like isolated on the island. The only way to get here is by boat. <laughs> we're going to have guards. Put up. But anyway, in the top floor of the school, we're going to have to take dirt up there and to year-round to grow food because in the wintertime, you're not going to be able to grow anything. That's true. And people don't realize like, in the summertime, my garden is booming. I have more food than I can po- – I give it away. Yeah, same. We and have a I've, community
0: garden in our area, which I was super glad for. I was so excited when they opened that, and I plant food there and just tell people to take it because I don't need right. it.
1: But then, but then winter comes, and, like, we do can some, some beets, and we do, you know, stock some things, but when you're talking about this has got to sustain you through the winter, like, you're going to have – and plus, think of all the people on the island that – to have no – they can't grow. So don't they don't have no a yard. Yeah. They don't know how to do any of that. Like, I mean, so that's that's our planned greenhouse, the top floor of Madison School. Yeah, we
0: picked that location because there's, a like, a bomb shelter in the basement or something. <laughs> it's a fallout shelter. Fallout it's story. not a bomb shelter. It's a fallout shelter, but
1: – Yeah, Madison It's School. so screwed
0: up. When I, when I did buy my house and I was on the
1: island, I'm like, where's the nearest fallout shelter? Like, <laughs> oh, good. Convenient. How convenient. It's not very far at all. <laughs> and this is sad, too, because when I went to the movies yesterday – I hadn't been to see a movie since we went to see The Village. Oh my god, I forgot yeah. that movie existed. That was that was a cool movie, but it was a
0: good movie. But wow, that was a long time ago. When was that? I going to look that
1: up. I like movies that this is gonna sound really dumb. I'm gonna be really dumb right now. That have pretty colors, like the 2004. Jeez. Sim- the cinematography. I don't like going to movie theaters at all because Me it's neither. too I loud. I just I don't like it. You want but I c- wanted to see this movie really bad, so I went.
0: And so I go in, in, we
1: always look for the exits, right? Right, yes. The preppers, we always check out where's the exit. That's just being smart, okay? I know, but like a lot of people, they say do it, but a lot of people just say they're going to do it. They don't do it. But in case of fire, even, like you should be aware of like where you're going to get out. If the lights go out, it's really going to be dark. You're going to have to know where that exit is. But anyway, so we go in and we sit there and Sean says, well, let's sit right here in the middle because there's like four people. Like, including us. Like, it was empty when we Sorry, went Mark Ruffalo. It was a bust. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was busier at other times. They've been running the movie for weeks, so maybe most people have seen it. But, so we sat there, and if he listens to this, he's going to be laughing because I didn't say anything to him. But there were two people sitting, like, way behind us. And I, like, turned around, and I, like, checked them out. And I'm like, okay, those people are cool. They got popcorn. They're here to see maybe the They're, like, not going to do anything nefarious. And then, like, But where we came in, like, the doorway's to the right. And as soon as you would come around this, like, wall, like, we're right there. Like, right, just right in the middle. So I kept, like, my one ear was on the door, like, the whole time. Like, keep, like, and, I mean, it's not, like, it's not paranoia. It's awareness. But to other people, it seems like paranoia. But anyways, obviously. See, I can't relate to that because I am paranoid about everything. I wish we would have moved further back because strategically that was a better place to be. But anyways, we're a good baby. (laughs) So... Monsanto and glycophosphate. Um, yep, so who, who donated to, Mo- who did Monsanto donate to?
0: Mm, let's see. There's actually, I'm like a huge Futurama fan, and there's actually a Futurama episode about Monsanto, because if you've ever watched Futurama, like the main evil villain that's like their nemesis is Mom, and she's like the corporate giant. She was just fucking ruthless. So, they did an episode where she's Mom Santo. Oh, God. And she sells like these beans to Leela and then she grows all these fucking tentacles. And they're just like, ah, too bad. You know, like. <laughs> did Mom Santo sue them over that? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so. But there was some really hilarious. I remember the first time I i watched it and the other person that was watching it mythically was like, who took drugs and wrote this episode? And I was like, this is based on a real thing. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> No, this is like a joke about real things going on, so. But I wonder if you, say, like, you wanted to test your water coming out of your faucet or wherever, out of your well. So you te- you get the water, right? And you send it to a lab. Do you trust the lab?
0: I don't know who you can trust See what anymore, I'm saying? dude. I don't
1: know. Like, if no veterinarians wanted to help this guy with his cows to say yes, there's something wrong, if no lawyers wanted to take his case because they didn't want to sue DuPont... I mean, is a lab going to be truthful? I mean, we, we've we've heard of cases where forensic labs, there was one in West Virginia where a guy, they had to go back and revisit every single case he did because he falsified evidence. Like, what? I mean, I don't understand. But, yeah, they had to go back and, like, review all of his cases because he was screwing with evidence. So I wish there was a way that the average person could, maybe you can buy an at-home test kit. Like, I don't know, we're going to have to look into that to see, like, if you can actually test stuff yourself, but definitely I would say to people, if you go to the doctor, if you have some kind of ailment, if you, you know, if you've, if you God forbid, somebody in your family comes down with something like try to find out if there's anybody else around that has the same thing because the only way these companies are ever held aco- accountable is through class action lawsuits. It's the only way, and it still doesn't undo what they did, but the only thing that understand is money. The only thing they understand is money. And we have to make politicians understand that we can't just continue to poison and pollute the earth and ourselves for profit and for donations to your campaign contributions.
0: Oh, that's awful. I have I, That's probably one of the things that I have the most anxiety about is it's just like you can't control the quality of the air you breathe. Mm-hmm. You can't control like what they put in your water or if you even know about it no, I mean and it's, it's just, just horrifying. and it's
1: disgusting that every single day when Sean is watching the morning news, there's now like a section of the news that's the vaping section like you know the weather yeah, you guys the are sports more worried and they do about, the vaping uh, and it's like what is with the vaping? like I don't understand like do you look at the smokestacks and the shit that we're bre- the it car ex- like there's so much chemicals that we're inundated with in our daily lives. Do you really think vaping... Like, I don't vape. I've never smoked. But I'm just saying, like, that to me seems like such a minuscule issue.
0: Yeah, I'm at that level of pissed off where you, <laughs> you're no longer, like, screaming anymore. But you've just developed a permanent eye twitch. <laughs> that's, that's where I am with this because that's but how I feel. But your eye
1: twitch is so cute. I, I,
0: <laughs> I feel like this is where I'm at at this point. I'm, like, looking around at the <laughs> toxic wasteland around me. You know, Fallout, the Fallout <laughs> franchise the video game, did their last game, Fallout 76, and it was placed in West Virginia, and I'm walking around this futuristic wasteland that is supposed <laughs> to be West Virginia, and I'm like, wow, this looks just like how it looks now. This was like, last week. Yeah, this is just seriously still here. <laughs> the roads are the same. I mean, looks like a nuclear bomb hit them because it's a game, but no, it's just the same. Um, uh, yeah, I just, we used to I'm call outraged. Ben, we
1: used to call Benwood Hill Road Afghanistan Road because it was – so full of potholes and so dangerous and you had to drive so slow. It was like, I bet there's better roads in Afghanistan because this shit looks like it's been like struck by some roads. <laughs> it's, it seriously does. It's awful. It was terrible. I mean, just, just
0: people really can't understand <laughs> how bad it is in the year 2020 until they come here.
1: Yeah, Like, I don't know. Just I mean, think some of, of this stuff doesn't even make any sense. Like down the street, like I was telling somebody this the other day and it's kind of off topic, but I just got to say this. So there's a house right by the school. Yeah, that's collapsed it in on collapsed. itself. It collapsed. No, not into, into the itself. street. Into yeah, into, into the street. street. Next like, to an elementary school. Next to elementary school. There's kids. I see kids riding bikes on this corner, like all the time. Thank God these kids were not around the day. This fucking house. I hear this giant kaboom, and I look out the window, and the house is half of it's like in this on the sidewalk. The second the street.
0: story had a portion of it that um, basically hung over like it wasn't a perfect square first floor then second floor the second story like had a section where it was had overhang, pillars holding yes. up it was an overhang and that entire room of
1: this old victorian style house collapsed into the street yes so the fire department came and um they were Pulling at the loose pieces with a <laughs> pike pole to to get anything that was I mean God bless them like they did it wasn't they their, tried it's not their job you know it what was I'm comical saying though. the idiot owner who has this house whatever the legal shit that's going on with it like come on can we when I did the property search
0: I think the guy who owns it is uh, like in hospice or something
1: okay but like does he have relatives family something right, needs yeah. to be done like the city should be able to confiscate this house and just right. tear it
0: down well see that's the thing is that at this point. You know, don't get me on the city of Wheeling because I'll be motherfucking every person in the council. But um, the city of Wheeling doesn't want to confiscate these buildings because they don't have any money for demolition, which I think is bullshit. Um, You know, as of January 2nd today, I have to pay a fee every single week to the city of Wheeling for working in the city of Wheeling. Right. Um, Supposedly to go to a public safety building, which was voted on and the community voted no, we didn't want it. And they're doing it anyway. Um, So, there's that, and then meanwhile, I'm over here like, um, yeah, there's literally a house collapsing into where small children are located. So, what they did, after uh,
1: they cleaned the debris up, and they made sure nothing else was in imminent danger of falling off, they caution taped it. So, the house has been sitting there since last summer. Last summer, yeah. Caution taped. And I just, that's a threat to public health.
0: You know, I I don't... Well, where was the fire at the other day? There was an abandoned house, um, and nobody brought this up. The news didn't talk about it, which I've outraged with local news, too, because I'm like, where's your fucking integrity in journalism? Um, But a woman's house, this woman called and complained over and over and over and over and over again that the house next door to her was abandoned and that she was really worried that if the city didn't do something about it, it was going to catch on fire. She was scared for her house. It was her and her baby living there. Well, eventually, city of Wheeling, you know, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Never did anything about. Yes, never did anything about it. I
1: remember it was on the news.
0: It was on the news. Yes, but all they said was the abandoned house adjacent to it, you know,
1: caught on fire. Didn't say all about her like harassing the city, like hey, please do something about this. The neighbors did. The neighbors were actually interviewed by the news, and they said that they um, that they felt bad for the woman because they knew she had complained about it. So it was. It was brought on the local news, but by the people that yeah, were by her the neighbors, people, like, yeah. They were I, that's outraged. what I'm saying. Like, why don't
0: why didn't the news then take that back to the city and be like, what the fuck? You literally let this woman who is a city of, of your area that mm-hmm. pays taxes, you mm-hmm. let her house burn down when she told you this was a, this was, you know, a danger to her mm-hmm. and her baby. What if they would have died? Mm-hmm. But the news doesn't do that, and I'm like, why? Every, everyone in this community should be outraged about that. That woman lost her home
1: mm-hmm. and
0: her and her baby's life were in danger because of negligence on the city's part. Mhm. I wish she would sue. If I knew who she was, I'd probably seek her out and be like, "Please find an attorney because this well, is Well, if bullshit.
1: anybody listening knows any people on the city council that might have an explanation, we would love to hear it because we don't just want to sit here and bash, but we just It's really, all about the money. That's what they always say. We just don't understand it. I know, they but see I see mean, there's
0: no money for the demolition, but I I mean, I I don't understand that. I Of course, I this is the thing that gets me too and everybody always gets mad cuz like It's the hot button thing, but we just recently had a member of city council. What was it? The uh, assistant mayor or the vice mayor, whatever they call it. Heron. They got the DUI. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got a DUI in a public vehicle, caused an accident. And it just, all these people are starting to talk about, wait a minute. We pay for these people to have public vehicles? Like, we pay for them to have cars. They Mm -hmm. they don't have their own cars. Mm -hmm. We pay for that. And we paid for this guy to be on the clock and get a DUI. And like what? And he's still in the same sitting chair. And it's like no, that's the kind of shit. I think they no, he no, him. he's
1: there. He was suspended for three months. I know he got suspended so for three back. months,
0: and he's back. Like nothing ever happened. This is the kind of shit that people just get absolutely outraged over. Because what was here the, we are. What was the
1: issue that finally threw it over to where they said they weren't going to allow the public into the meetings. I don't know. I'd people to came to city council meetings and were getting rowdy, and they were like, "We're going to have it closed to the public." And people are like, "This is what we're talking about: secrecy and city wheeling." And they said, well, we have to make sure it's orderly. I think they were getting scared because the citizens were getting riled up. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the shit that people just can't, we just can't deal with
0: it anymore. Anyway. It's literally like a slap in the face mm-hmm. that my property taxes continue to go up every single year, mm-hmm. even though I'm considered to live in the ghetto part of the city of Wheeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people talk shit about this neighborhood constantly. I feel like, you know, we're the ugly stepchild or whatever. Um, but I pay my taxes, even though they increasingly go up, and then it's like, I gotta watch this house on my corner fall down.
1: You know what I mean? Where neighborhood children play. It's just awful. It's fucking awful. Well, okay, wonder if they could just give the property over to somebody in exchange for that person tearing it down. Like, Free property, but you have to assume the cost, and it has you have to have a plan to tear it down. Because I've seen where they that do that. That would be a good idea, yeah, for They sure. did that with some buildings in Wheeling, like the Kagan crowd. There was a list of buildings. I think you gave Yeah, to businesses. Me. Yeah, they had they had a list of
0: businesses where you could come to the city and say, like, here's the plan I have to make it into an actual business, mm-hmm. and you have to, like, restore it or whatever. And they did give those buildings to people, which I don't know what ended up happening to the Kagan crowd. It opened up as something for a little while, but mm-hmm. then nothing. Yeah. Nothing now. Well, maybe uh-huh.
1: we should – Get an email address to somebody from the city and ask them about that. What's the status with that house? Maybe we'll give our listeners an update. I here. mean, we
0: can try. They do. They have implemented a website, which I've heard that the city paid an astronomical amount for, but I, I can't quote that because I don't know, um, that you can report shit, like, in the city, like, stuff that's messed up or whatever. You can report it on this website, and they open a ticket. And they're supposed to review these problems. I tried to log on
1: to it to to report something, but it didn't work for me.
0: I reported that house, Mm -hmm. and the ticket I got back was something like, uh, "Well, yeah, we've tracked down, and the notices have been sent out." But that's the problem is that's where it ends. Mm -hmm. The notices are sent out, and then it's like, "Well, what, what now?" Mm -hmm. No reply. So now, what happens? But I'm with you, man. I think they should just take ownership of the buildings, tear them down, auction them off, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do what you got to do. There's got to be a solution. That's my thing. Is that I'm not a politician. I don't have any experience in city council. I don't do the budget. And I'm not gonna claim to know better than anybody, but the thing that I do know is there
1: is a solution. Well, and telling people, well, we just don't know is not the fucking answer. Well, I'll tell you what, there is eminent domain. And eminent domain, I'm I'm almost ninety-nine point nine percent against eminent domain. Not that I, it matters though, because in Marshall County they use it for the oil and gas. So Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's it seems like the 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 Eminent domain is always used to benefit big business who want to steal people's property. So I'm against it 99% of the time. But in the case where a property owner has completely shown negligence and it's putting others in the community in danger, that is actually what eminent domain was designed for in case a road had to go through and it was going to benefit 99% of the population and 1% wasn't going to be happy. Right. They could The government could step in. So to me, the legal foundation for them seizing that property is already established and they just – you know, need they're to dropping the ball. On they're
0: dropping the ball on it. And like I said, I'm never going to sit here
1: and pretend like I have more
0: experience than any of those people. All I know is I'm outraged. Mm-hmm. I pay my taxes. I follow the rules. You know what I mean? I play the game. So it's like, it's all I'm asking for is for something to be done. Some mm-hmm. representation. I mean, that's, that's what we're taxed for. Right. So I'm just, I'm tired of the same exact answer. Well, there's no money. Or we can't do anything. That's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I, if anything at all, I need, I need a like you know, some proposed solution. Mm-hmm. That's literally all I want from somebody. I'm tired of the same shit, and I feel like most people here are too. I mean, it's just a whole system of we're supposed to be like a small town. The least we could have is a little bit of like real representation for our city. But
1: well, you know that when they say government for the people, by the people, it has to be by the people because. The- once people in government wouldn't do jack shit, if we wasn't lighting a fire under them. So, um, yeah, local government, federal government. I mean, like I said, with these companies, um, just try to be involved and talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, and if you have, if you think you have an issue with a chemical company, water problem, health emissions from something like. Make some noise about it. Talk to some other people because that's how this ball gets rolling and it's the only way anything ever gets fixed. So, And I I highly recommend Dark Waters. Um, If you want to go see it, it will inspire you maybe to to pay attention to some of these issues that are literally in your backyard. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think that's all we have for now. We kind of ran over a little bit, but, you know, I get on my rant about the city. (laughs) I just really want to live in a place where people are as passionate about supporting the other people in their community as i am that's all i want i just want this to be a nice place and it has the potential to be so it makes me really upset that i just feel like i just don't want any corruption in my city (laughs) no corruption in my city i'm gonna be the new batman but all right that's all we'll see you guys again next week and uh this is juke signing off and this is Mick signing